0: Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you Weather's Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer World of Spas is the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, we will tell you in this hour from the Cult of Hockey David Staples and uh, just going to negotiate contact here at some point with our uh, next guest, Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts. Brian, of course, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning he started uh, Octagons Player agency as well. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780 496 0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement, Ben on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 496 0063. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Trying to get hold of you right now. Uh, there you go. <laughs> trying to get hold. No, not golf. Get hold of you right now. Uh, it's a beautiful thing when you do it on the fly here in the show. So, uh, yeah, we'll tell you. Um, the guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Edmonton's favorite Teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census today at jvedmonton.ca. And I got a brand new location on the city south side at uh, 3975 Calgary Trail. That's 3975 Calgary Trail. That is the new location for Don and his staff. At Japanese Village. All right, uh, Brendan is working his magic right now as we speak. We got tons of texts that have come in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I think Dwayne Mandrusiak. Um Put a bunch of Eskimo stickers over the stamps locker room back in that '93 Grey Cup. Bring back Dwayne again. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, is it possible to generate a Venn diagram between offensive uh, P one and defensive P one? Uh, might be difficult to hear. Bob, that's uh, a heart injury to come back from. Regarding Connor Brown, we've seen it before. Plus, Brown's gonna is is Connor Brown gonna be able to keep up with Connor McDavid on the line? What do you think from Matt S? It's a fair question. It's a fair question to ask uh, regarding uh, Connor Brown's how how's he gonna be able to recover from the injury? Um, <laughs> so. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, Bob, what's the plan for 3C and 4C if Bukestad's not returning thanks that it comes to a sunny in Vancouver? Well, I think Ryan McLeod's probably going to get a three-year deal at about $2 bucks, So he will be your 3C. I think it's unlikely that the Oilers will be able to afford getting uh, Nick Bukestad signed and I wonder whether or not they might go down the path of uh, of uh, I mean, they're going to have to look at a, at a 4C uh, in a perfect world. It's the right shot. I don't know if that play exists. I know in the past uh, we've talked about a guy like Luke Lendenning. I think he moves on from the Dallas Stars. A little bit concerned about the foot speed. on uh, Luke Lindenning at this stage in his career. Bob, sure we can move Nurse, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto, but then we'd have Carlson and maybe co-chair then miss the playoffs. Come on, people. That comes to us from Gord Oil. We're good to go here. We'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and for Wow Factor Desserts, I saw Colin last week, help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click on WowFactorDesserts.com. We welcome back to the show uh, former NHL general manager, the man that started Octagon's player agency. We're actually going to talk to him a bit about the draft because he worked on that as well for NHL uh, Network for a number of years. We welcome back to the show Brian Lotton. Hi, Brian. How are you, how you doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic, Bob. How are you? Good. In your agency days,
0: uh, how much – maybe give the listeners, uh, just to educate them, when were you – uh, an agent from sort of give us the range of the years.
1: I was an agent from 1996 through 2000, and, uh, end of 2007, early 2008.
0: And that's uh, and at that time, that's when you knew that uh, you're going to be the next GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's correct. So you, you ha- obviously, you're in a position of conflict there. So you had to sell uh, your partnership out. Oh, did was there an evolution for what you guys did as an agent? Because is it fair to say you, you represented mostly American players? No. That is a lot of
1: in- Europeans.
0: A lot of European a lot players. A
1: European. How it's much? Incorrect. I was I was recruiting kids from Russia right off the bat.
0: Okay. Uh, how much coaching did you do? or did you use interpreters and that sort of thing for the actual interviews that took place uh, took place for uh, the the players that you had i mean was that because you know i i mean as an example i went to the combine actually 08 was the first one i no what was halls first year 2010 that was the first year i went to the combine 10. yeah how much so how much how much of that did you end up doing in terms of coaching the kids up for the interviews and that sort of thing
1: group, which lives on today, it's still, it's called Octagon, and they have lots of players on the Oilers, as you know. Uh, Of course, Ryan nugent hopkins and Dreisaitl being two of them. Uh, For us, it was never about telling the kids what to say. It was just conversations about how are you going to respond to questions, and I always wanted to be very careful with kids not to try to create them into somebody they're not. At the same time, I wanted to make sure that they weren't going to answer so egregiously that it hurt them. But never wanted to tell them what to say. And I felt strongly about that. And I know there are some agencies that do. To this day, Octagon is not one of the agencies. They just want to kind of try to highlight the stronger points and stay away from some of the things that could get you in trouble. For instance, you get a lot of questions in there, because I've been on both sides of it, obviously where teams want to know not only about you but they'll start asking you about other players and i used to always kind of try to get that what would you say about other players some kids at, you know 17 18 19 years old when you're getting drafted may have you know how they would speak to their friends and how they would speak to adults have conversations about that. If you don't have something good to say about another guy, just don't get into it.
0: Yeah, don't say anything. Uh, What were the toughest questions once you became the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning and you were in on those? So what happens at the combine? What do you get, about 15 minutes with each kid?
1: 15 minutes with each kid. It's a bit of a cattle call. Not super high value other than it gives the general manager a chance to get eyes and ears along with the prospect to hear what they have to say. But I did not find it super high value other than to kind of put a face to the name. It's just not enough time. Uh, There's too much – it's too much of bang, bang, bang for the kids. A lot of the questions are redundant. A lot of the questions are on your strengths and weaknesses. I used to ask kids crazy questions, you know, just for instance, like if you could be anybody – Factor fiction throughout life, who would it be and why? No right or wrong answer, just trying to change the dynamic of having kids not be so structured, not because they were coached, but because they're getting the same questions over and over again. Ever
0: get a response that totally, to this day, still sticks out in your mind, thought, geez, that was a real good response?
1: Some of the more thoughtful ones were Winston Churchill, because he was a great leader, know in difficult times okay i won't say what play what players said that but some kids that are still playing today and have had tremendous success it's just a really grown-up answer for a 17 18 19 year old to give a lot of mickey mouse a lot of wayne gretzky's um but Hmm. it wasn't really designed it wasn't designed to elicit a certain answer It, it was It was contemplated to try to get kids to just get out of this robotic mode that they often showed up in.
0: Has the salary cap maybe gotten some managers out of a robotic mode, and does the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights won the way they have, uh, let's see what our listeners know right now. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. The Vegas Golden Knights only have one first-round pick that they've made still in their organization. And he's connected to a prominent agent. But they've only got one. that They haven't traded away. Uh, They have not placed great value on draft picks. They just won the Stanley Cup with a super deep team. And they beat the Oilers in a close series. And the Oilers had the star power. But Vegas had pretty good players, too. So we'll see if uh, you know who that player is. I know who that player is. See how long it takes people to come up. You can text us at 780-496-0063, who's the only Vegas Golden Knight prospect that was a first-round pick that's still in the organization. And he was a late first-round pick, and the hint is his dad uh, uh, His dad is a prominent National Hockey League agent. So has Vegas maybe changed the dynamic a bit, or did the salary cap change the dynamic as a result in playing less valuation on draft picks? What do you think, Brian?
1: Well, you have to go further with that story to really evaluate it. The The fact of the matter is that after Vegas turned up the heat as quickly as they did, I had a conversation. I can't remember if it was with George or Kelly as to the value of draft picks. And what they told me at that time was that their opinion had changed because of their early success right out of the gates. Okay. So maybe some things they were thinking, you know, which would be a little bit more conventional, they decided to go the other way because they felt like they were much further along. So the actions that they started to take after that...
0: Did we lose Brian there? The actions, Brian is still there? Brendan, Brendan, I think we had a drop with Brian. Can you see if you can just hold on a sec? I think we lost him for a second there. Let me know. Give me the thumbs up and we can get him back. Uh, The correct answer, by the way, name the lone first-round draft choice of the Vegas Golden Knights still at the organization. And the correct answer is Brennan Brisson. Are we good to go here? Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's do it. All right. You were talking about Kelly and Vegas and their draft picks and their early success, Brian.
1: Yeah, and I was just saying that changed their opinion on how they viewed viewed the value of their Draft picks. And why did that happen? Because they started to behave like more like clubs that were closer to winning a Stanley Cup, obviously. So as you get closer and your picks drop down in the first round, then you're going to assign less of a value to them. After that first year, that completely changed for Vegas. They just went all in. And ever since then, they've really operated like a team that is traditionally. You know one of eight teams in the league and not everybody does it but they're operating like they're in that group and they have been for the most part with the exception of one year and they have not hesitated to trade away top picks they have not hesitated to act like that team that's right there they think they can win and they'll do anything to get over the hump and of course they have gotten over the hump
0: Yeah. You said uh, just after the deadline, you thought the Oilers could have gone further. Now, they gave up a number one, a prior number one, Reed Schaefer, albeit a late number one, played through an injury, shoulder injury during the uh, Memorial Cup this year. So they gave up the 2023 number one, their 2022 number one. who was Reed Schaefer, 32nd overall pick, and Tyson Berry in a deal to get Matthias Eckholm. And you thought Edmonton could have gone further down the path. I'm going to suggest, Brian, and I don't want to put words in your uh, mouth, but obviously you're not concerned that Edmonton's only sitting with a second, a sixth, and a seventh in this year's draft. you think Edmonton can keep going down this path to win?
1: I do. I do. And my analysis privately, which i would really never said to hardly anyone, for a team like Edmonton, it has two stars that are, you know, coming up to unrestricted free agency that winning, having been a player and an agent, There's nothing better than winning in the NHL. And Connor and Leon, who I'm talking about, two stars that eventually will be UFA here if they're not re-signed. There's a couple of battles going on for Edmonton. One is to win the Stanley Cup, and the other is to ensure that those players have a great experience in Edmonton. Uh, They love Edmonton. They are having a great experience, but it will be greater if they're champions (laughs) before they get there. So I've always put an extra high emphasis on Edmonton for that reason. Not any more complicated than that. It's not some secret formula. It's not something I can't tell you is behind the curtain and I can't show it to you. That's all it is. Edmonton has these two battles going on. They want to win the cup and they want to retain their players long term because those kids should be Edmonton Oilers for life. But... A part of the evaluation from the players, having sat on the other side as a player and an agent, is the experience and are you winning. Every player deep down, no matter what you think, and Phil Kessel has proved this, really wants to be a champion in the NHL, and it carries a lot of weight in the decision-making ability. So for me, I probably... There's two schools of thought for people that are in the category that I'm, I'm in, which is more aggressively... Pursuing a cup. The first one is that it's good just to be one of four or five teams. I'll call this the Carolina philosophy because Tom Dundon is the first person to ever really say this. I just want to be in the top five teams year in and year out. And Tom told me this years ago. And eventually our time will come when we'll get over the top. And all he's really saying is I don't want to necessarily completely sacrifice the future yep. to win a Stanley Cup. I, I want to make sure we stay there. That's probably more traditional. I'm the next level up from that aggressive. I believe you go all in. So when you asked me about Edmonton and I looked at these two battles they had going on in my overall beliefs, I believe that anything they could have done to put them over the top within reason is what they should do. But that's just my opinion. Right. A lot of people are Tom Dundanish And then you have other people that just aren't doing it, period. Everybody has their own opinions. That's what makes it different from one manager to the next in the National Hockey League. Everybody has their own beliefs.
0: Do you think they'll trade Speaking of Carolina, and you've got contacts, do you think they'll trade Brett Pesci?
1: A hundred percent if they can make a deal that makes sense for them.
0: What do they need? I do.
1: For them, they're going to have to get back at least two solid assets. They'll probably want three, but they're going to have to get back two meaningful assets. What would that look like? What are two meaningful assets? Well, first-round pick, and then another piece that they believe can contribute yeah. to that philosophy of we're not going to sell out the future you know, completely. We want to hang tough. If they get rid of – Brett Pesci, they've got to replace that to live up to their organizational philosophy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, that's that's going to be a, because you know, he would obviously upgrade the orders defense, but he'd only be here for a year. I'm um, led to believe that you know, he's kind of an East Coast guy, might want to stay in the East Coast of the U.S., which is not to preclude Carolina from re-signing him, but I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I it would not surprise me in the least if, uh, if he gets traded. I'll ask the question a different way. If the Oilers substituted Pesci for Cody Ceci, how much of an upgrade would that be for Edmonton?
1: Enough where they possibly could have won the Stanley Cup this year. It's a difference maker for them. It's another level up. Anybody that you can upgrade in your top four – Particularly a guy like Brett Pesci, who, in my opinion, is a full step up, is a difference maker for your team.
0: So, you'd only, I'm operating under the context that I think you'd only get him for a year. Okay, I'm being pragmatic here. Like, you can, they got, the orders have to re sign Bouchard. He's probably getting bridged, Brian, for you. It's the only way they're going to fit him in and then he's going to get paid. And, oh, by the way, he is going to get paid because he's going to be on the orders power play. And that power play ain't going away, Brian. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. No, it isn't. And Evan did an amazing job. And he's either going to get a bridge deal or be sitting out (laughs) until something breaks. But there really is no other choice for Edmonton. I don't know how they would fit him in long term. I can't say that they couldn't do that, but the... But the cap gymnastics they'd have to go through to do that make it prohibitive.
0: Brian, you you know you you worked for the NHL Network for a number of years. You were the GM in Tampa. You have a relationship with Gary and Bill. Is it possible uh, today? There's a report the cap only one million. Is it possible it goes beyond that? That it goes to you know ends up may, maybe the league throws the new head of the NHL uh, Players Association a little bone here. And goes up another as of, million?
1: As of three days ago, after speaking with some very high-ranking officials at the NHLPA, I had it as not possible. Wow. I spoke to a, G, I had a, I spoke to a GM today that was asking me about that as well as the draft. Um, but, yes, I I don't, I don't see it as possible from that conversation. That could change on a dime. But from the most current, latest information, no, I do not see that happening.
0: Okay. Uh, a week from today is the draft. Uh, we're also going to talk about free agency some more uh, next week. Brian, thank you for joining us.
1: My pleasure, Bob.
0: That is Brian Lawton for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts, help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click Uh The NHL has announced... Who's going into the Hall of Fame? We'll tell you who that is in about uh, two minutes' time here in Oilers now. All right, here are the newest members of the Hockey Hall of Fame, the 2023 class. we got Henrik Lundqvist, Tom Barrasso, former Calgary Flame Mike Vernon, Pierre Turgeon, and Caroline Oulette. Those are the players. The builders, general manager Pierre Lacroix, And uh, briefly, the Oilers' interim head coach and a guy who uh, came out of the Sherwood Park chain, Ken Hitchcock. He goes in as a builder as well. Coach Ken Hitchcock will join us tomorrow at twelve fifteen. Yes, Brendan, it happens that quickly. (laughs) He gave me the eye like, "Whoa, Uh, that happened." Yeah. So Ken will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now we look forward to having Hitch on the show. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford will tell you that advertising on orders now works. The phone's been ringing. They are still in need of quality used vehicles. They're prepared to pay top dollar for trade ins and outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason why Brent Ridge Ford is a 12 time presence award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, reach out to Johnny, Rich, Uncle Milt, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780 352 6048. Cars cost less in Wetaskwin. What do we got going on here? This song's called Hall of Fame by The Script. I figured it was appropriate. Wow, what we just learned. You, you educate <laughs> me every day. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, well, we're catching into the show tomorrow. Uh, we'll head off to a global news, weather, uh, traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Back with the cult of hockey's David Stables.